Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I like to say that hair is a woman's best accessory. And thanks to my friends at Way, they make it possible to have good hair days every day. Let me tell you, Way's hair oil has become a game changer in my hair care routine. So if you're ready to have good hair days every single day, you got to check out Way. Head over to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com to check out their products. And here's a little treat for you guys use the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off your purchase. Yep, the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heel Squad for 15% off. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing great wherever you are. It is May 4th, the day before Cinco de Mayo, and we are going to have massive festivities tomorrow, aren't we, guys? Yeah, we are. We have yes. such a fun guest. We got Some... Lala Kent coming on. Yeah. Who definitely knows how to have a good time. And I'm going to be drinking as well as all of you. It's going to Ooh. be 
a very fun show. Hopefully, you'll join us and drink with us, too. Yes. Let's we're, get we're drunk still, at 11 a.m. We're still doing it at 11 a.m. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's Cinco de Mayo, and nobody has to work, so let's enjoy. What, what is, I couldn't agree more. Guys, I have to, if we're going to do this, yeah. we got to do it right. Not if. We are. Okay, so we got to do it right. Okay. What is the drinking game? We need to create the better Ooh. together drinking game that you can play at home. Oh, my God. We should do a better together drinking game. Okay, Jeff, here's your assignment. It's going to have to be, people are going to have to answer questions about guests on the show from the past. Oh my God, I'm such a genius. No. Um, Yeah, I think it should be, uh, it should be show related, but then it should be just stupid related, like fun trivia. Like when when did the quarantine officially start? Or anytime someone says better, we take a drink. <laughs> anytime you hear, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you take two drink, drinks. <laughs> two drinks. Anytime we embarrass Jeff or tell him to do something that legally we shouldn't be able to tell him to do. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, remind me tonight, Jeff. I'll squeeze mm-hmm. fresh juices for everybody, Ooh. and we will have fresh margaritas here. <gasps> Maybe I get my friend Rachel to come in and make us margaritas casamigo style from another sure. room though right yeah yeah from the back area we'll figure it out anyway <laughs> no matter what guys guess what i'm an expert too i make amazing margaritas um but we'll also have beer on hand we're gonna have a party so join us tomorrow at 11 a.m uh for our party our quote of the day comes from our guest who i'm super excited to have on today it's almost impossible to be satisfied in your own life if you're constantly looking at what everyone else has. Rachel Cruz, who is a financial expert, she is going to share a lot of budgeting and finance advice, um, how, to priori- how, how to prioritize expenses in a crisis, um, dealing with you know everything related to this crisis. But her book, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, is so amazing. Because she talks about all the things that I like, I'm always talking about. It's like, if we're comparing constantly, we're never going to be happy. For example, this weekend, Kevin and I really spent some time with my mom and tried to stimulate her brain and get her kind of out of, you know, kind of her state. Mm-hmm. And... um and so we were watching the Property Brothers, and it was so great, by the way. If you haven't seen, I think it's called Celebrity IOU, um, where a celebrity like Brad Pitt comes in and he redoes uh, his makeup artist's you know, guest house. And Melissa McCarthy did her on an uncle's house, and Viola Davis did her best friends. And I was ugly crying through these episodes. They were so beautiful. But when you see these people go in, the Property Brothers, who are gangster, and they redo things, I'm just like... Looks so good, and the second it happens, Kevin's like, "Our kitchen's shit. Our this is shit. How come we have shit?" And I'm like, "Kevin, we just redid our kitchen. It's gorgeous. What is wrong with you?" Like, he is so OCD about stuff, but it really like you have to find in you contentment, as she says, and peace, so you're not constantly comparing yourself to everybody else and then chasing after things and then going into massive debt. So um, there you go. I had to I had to stop Kevin before this crisis. He wanted to blow out the kitchen that was just redone five years ago, by the way. Five years. Because it's too small. Yeah. It's too small, guys. So we, you know, we we're going to blow it out and make it huge. And he's like, you know, we're going to have kids. We're going to have all this. I'm like, Kevin, you are out of your mind. 
So anyway. Can we turn your laundry room into or not, whatever that room is behind your your stove? Can mm-hmm. we make that into like a smoker, like a room sized pork smoker? My pantry. Yeah. Yeah. You're crazier than him. So anyhow, that is our guest today. I'm super excited to chat with her. Listen, let's go over the good news, right? We have murder hornets upon us. apocalypse murder hornets coronavirus oh Oh my what's next people um so zilla so you know as as i told you last week it was really starting to hit me how surreal this is i don't know why it was just hitting me this week but i think it's like the stages of grief and i was talking to um someone who we're going to have on the show very soon and she actually compared it to the stages of grief as well uh Please don't. This is my greatest nightmare. Mosquitoes. No, please. I can't. I can't. I'm going to pull the air out of my can't. Mosquitoes and bees. I'm allergic to mosquitoes. And a doctor once said if I got bit by more than two in one area, I could die. Mosquitoes? Yes. I'll never forget it. So I've been terrified ever since. I have an unnatural fear of mosquitoes and bees. You could throw a lion my way and I would try to get him on his back for a belly rub you could throw a snake at me. Bees and mosquitoes are just the worst thing you could do to I'm me. I'm the exact same way. I don't, I don't, I hate mosquitoes, but bees, like, I got stung by a bumblebee once and my arm blew up like three times its size. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, so like, if a lot of these sting me, I'm going to die. Got it. Let yeah. me avoid them. Yeah. We had the bug guy come to the house yesterday and I'm like, just talking to him, getting a, getting an estimate, just being like, hey, what's going on? And he's like... Well, you have three uh, three hornets' nests or three wasp nests on your house. Oh God! And he like walks me around, just points them out. I'm like, how did I not see those? Mm. So they're gone now. But like, I it terrified me. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't. I can't. But okay, so here's the good news, guys. <laughs> not only do we have the coronavirus, <laughs> we have murder hornets that have that have joined us here stateside. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Uh, and, and Jeff is going to explain what it feels like and what they look like and just how big they are. Jeff, take it away. So the murder hornets, first of all, they're two inches long, which is like the size of, I can't even talk, because it freaks me out too, Maria. I did send a photo to Steven. I got they're it. Like, I got it right here up. They're two inches, guys. They're two like the inches size of long. Your thumb. That's and, um, like bigger than some penises. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to go there. Sorry, it's early, guys. Just imagine there's Total like a comparison chart. Oh my God. God. Okay, go ahead. Um, and... Um, they when they sting humans it feels like hot metal driving into the skin or a million fiery pinpricks uh ricocheting through your body mm. maria they have 
killer jaws that they use yes. to crush bees and mm-hmm. turn them into what they call like bee meatballs oh. to feed their larvae. And their stingers uh, release a neurotoxin mm-hmm. that if you're stung by enough can be fatal for people. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but like, what? <laughs> We're laughing because this is so insane, okay? It is insane what is going on in our world right now. However, however, I had a really funny conversation with my best friends. So we've been best friends since we were 13, right? I can't even do the math anymore. It's been so many years. So I think we're 29 years now. Anyway, uh, I texted her about the murder hornets. And she's like, okay, that's it. I'm done. And she's like, why didn't I, why did I live life as a good girl? Basically, like, I did everything right. I did what I was supposed to do. I, I was a good girl. I didn't, you know, sleep around. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. She's like, I drink a little, but I should have drank a lot more. And I should have had a lot more sex. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And we were crying laughing this weekend about all the things we should have done because clearly the world is ending. <laughs> I just want what? sports teams called the murder hornets. Like, that's what I want. I mean, we have the hornets. We have the hornet. I mean, <laughs> but the murder hornets. The murder hornets, right? The murder hornets are like the Detroit Pistons were back in, you know, <laughs> Michael Jordan days as you're watching The Last Dance. But yeah. the, man, guys, it, it's it's kind of, listen, I mean, we always have a lot of bad shit going on. Do you feel like there's it like a... It does feel like a pile on right now. But generally speaking, there's a lot of stuff going on. So we just have to... This is what I This is what I extrapolated yesterday from my own brain. As I went on a little walk, I came home and our uh, very sweet plumber, Juan, was here. And he was being so positive and so amazing <sighs> that he inspired me as I walked into the yard. And I said, all right. All right, we got murder hornets, we got coronaviruses. This is the time where we are going to have to be so mentally strong because some people are estimating this is going to be like a three plus year journey, guys. You know, when Warren Buffett is selling all of his airline stocks and all the things that are happening, it's 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 very overwhelming even for me. Like I feel so much of it now in a different way, right? Like there was a moment where we felt like, okay, 15 days you know, we curve, you know, flatten the curve. But like, and and I think in the beginning, like the stages of grief, it was just shock. Okay, we got to get into prepare mode. We got to get enough supplies. We got to, you know, hunker down. We got to, okay, now it's like, oh, a new normal. We get to be home. Oh, this is so exciting. We don't have to like go anywhere. And, and, and it's like no crazy, you know, routines of rushing around town and, you know, all the anxiety that comes with, oh, wow, I get to cook. Now it's like, I freaking hate to cook. Now it's like, I want to get out. So it's like all these different stages where you, now you're starting to lose your mind and now it's like getting real. So, yeah. We should make a video of the seven stages of quarantine. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what it, it, it is. But I think we have to work on being so mentally strong right now because it's going to be a long haul with a lot of changes, hopefully, as we keep saying on the show, for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but our lives are not going to just go back to normal. There's no going back to normal it, it's not going to be that normal it's going to be a new normal i think of elizabeth gilbert who said human beings have a very um strong propensity for being resilient and you know mm-hmm. it's scary right now but this is historical i mean like every century there's a pandemic we're just getting it now but 
you know what? Every century there's a pandemic. There have been 20 of these and human beings have a way of coming together, riding it out and being better for it. And history is the thing that proves that. So mm -hmm. we just have to remember that, that like, yes, it's scary right now, but we have done this before and we have come out stronger for it. Totally. Did we just have an earthquake? No, I didn't feel anything, oh. but I usually I don't feel, feel them. I think I've been exceptionally dizzy today. I'm like, Oof. something feels off. This is my second coffee, everyone. I had a latte, double espresso this morning, and that was about two hours ago. And now I'm having a toffee nut Starbucks coffee um, in my wedding mugs that uh, Giada De Laurentiis got for Kevin and I. Oh. This the image of Central Park and all the, the, the Manhattan grid here. That's cool. Um I thought something that was just interesting to bring up was uh, my mom told me about this thing called the fourth turning. That's kind of this theory that people have mm -hmm. with generational theory of every hundred years or so when there's a, a generation of people about the average lifespan of a human, there's a there's different turnings of, of kind of what happens in that hundred year cycle. And it usually ends with an upheaval of either like a destruction kind of upheaval of whether it's World War II, the Civil War, or the American Revolution. And a lot of people for 20 years now have been wondering, like, when is the fourth turning going to be? And what's it going to be? And a lot of people are theorizing that this is considered, this pandemic is being considered the fourth turning of the last generation, which is usually followed by an era of, like, more kind of less progressivism, and but more like weird like i don't know how to explain it like but there is a, a, a theory of peace and then uh economic development after the fourth turning because you now start a new generation it's when kind of the newer generation starts taking over and making the decisions and the older generation stops mm -hmm. because it's kind of at the end of that hundred year period because we've seen a, as jeff said you said in like the 1920s the 1820s the 1720s yeah. we keep seeing these uh, pandemics mm -hmm. about every hundred years and history does repeat itself. Yeah. Well, um, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's, I guess, you know, one of the hardest things for me is, and this is what I was speaking with, um, a friend yesterday is I'm such a problem solver and I definitely am pretty good at forecasting and I'm completely cooked. Like there's nothing <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I actually want to go back to, I think it was probably March 12th when I recorded all of our predictions of how, how this was going to go. <laughs> and I want to go back and watch it. I'm so glad we did that when we did it um, because I went around the room and was like, okay, everyone predict right now what you think is going to happen. And so uh, I think that is the hardest part. And I think for everybody, it really is, it's about looking at what is bothering you the most and and then addressing that. Like for me, I think there's a loss of, you know, kind of control. There's a loss of, um, you know, being able to do the thing I think I'm good at, which is solving issues mm -hmm. and solving problems. And maybe that's what I need to let go of, right? And that's probably a big source of anxiety. If you think of it, I'm always trying to solve everybody's problems. So maybe that's supposed to kind of release me. But, you know, there is, um, there is a greater reason for when things happen, whether it's brain tumors or, you know, all kinds of things. And so murder hornets, murder hornets. <laughs> I don't know about those, but, um, but I think we really need to kind of look at, um, what, what is kind of triggering us the most and kind of dealing with that. 
Like if you think about it for you guys, what is your hardest, hardest battle with this? In one minute, because we get it to Rachel. Jeff, you go. <laughs> oh, Stephen's you know, like, uh, I can't, I can't do it in a minute. <laughs> Let me kick it to Jeff. I think, I think Laura and I have really been forced to spend a lot of time with each other, which has been great. You know, we're newlyweds. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like in some ways we're still getting to know each other. Um, I mean, not really. I mean, we've been together for six years, but oh, you're still getting to know each other a year twenty, yeah. my friend. Trust Absolutely. me. Um, and I feel like this for us is God saying, like. You two, you've been so busy hustling for your career, traveling. We have family everywhere, so we travel to see them. And it's been both very, very wonderful, exciting, and occasionally challenging for us to spend 24-7 together. Um, but what a blessing, you know? What a cool way for us to really be investing in our marriage right now during the mm-hmm. weekends, especially. So, Jeff, um, um, I have a lot of booze because I throw <laughs> a lot of parties. <laughs> Should I contribute to the marriage fund? Oh, I think absolutely. We'll take whatever we can get. We love champagne. You and Laura need to play the better together drinking game. Yeah, exactly. Heck yeah, she's in. Uh, But that's, I think, that's my big takeaway. And it's been been really valuable, you know? I love it. My hardest thing is not being able to anticipate the future. See? Um, It's it's really just been... It's the June 8th thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, I'm not worried about my career. I'm not worried about being able to find opportunities. And I'm not worried about survival. I'm worried about the greater shift in our government and the greater shift in our economy in the next few years. And I'm worried about kind of where that leads to. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people share that sentiment. And I think when, when you go to the media and everyone talking about uh, don't open and don't have any businesses open, all this kind of thing. And then you think, okay, it's May now. This is, this is now the, is it March, April? There's two months now that people haven't been able to pay rent. Yeah. And once we get to June, it's going to get even worse. So like, well, here's what's crazy. What do they say? What's the term when people are in jail for a long time, when they come out, they can't assimilate because they have whatever syndrome. What's that syndrome? Shawshank syndrome. No, it's like when you're like used to that life. I can't remember the word. But I, don't, I know what you're talking. I didn't about. know there was a word yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, there is. But so I feel like we're institutionalized. Is that it? No, I don't think that's the no. word. I'm looking it up. I can't come up with it. But anyway, I I was reading Twitter this morning and seeing that Europe was back and using mass transit. And even as I speak about it, I get a little sick yeah. and a little chill like through my body, and oof, emotional because it's it seems. Um, it seems scary, scary and and I think like I don't know I think it's it, like I don't know how we go back to regular life I don't know how that's going to feel it's it's definitely scary to me to think that we have to leave our cocoons basically now our safe cocoons we're safe here right and to go back out there into that kind of sea of people <clears throat> it's it's really frightening. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad they're doing it first so we can see, but I already feel... All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I feel like I know that it probably isn't going to go well. And is that's it, scary. It's kind of just like if somebody else is driving and you end up in a car accident. It takes you a while to trust somebody else to be behind the wheel when you're in yes. a car. Yes. And that's kind of how it feels. It's like a, you, you experience shock and now to dive back into something that was traumatic to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a PTSD that we're all going to have to deal with. Yeah. And so go back to the EMDR episode, spe- uh, speaking of that, with um, Tammy Velasenti. EMDR is an incredible therapy to help um, uh, resolve any PTSD that you have. And uh, I've been doing that therapy and I've seen huge results. And now I just realized what my next session is going to be about. (laughs) Anyhow, also, if you um, are up for the Tony Robbins uh, giveaway, it has closed. We have our winners. We will announce them at the end of the show. Uh, very excited to share a little story about that. That's really funny. Um, and and you guys will hopefully like it. Um, but we're excited to share with that with you. In the meantime, Rachel Cruz is a national expert on the topic of finance and budgeting, uh, a Ramsey personality and a New York Times number one bestselling author of four books. She's known for practical and actionable advice around money. Aside from being a Women's Day Magazine contributor, Rachel's also appeared on GMA, Live with Kelly and Ryan, and the Today Show. Here is financial expert Rachel Cruz. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Maria. Thanks for having me. Of course. Where are you coming to from? Nashville, Tennessee, down south. How is it there? It's great. Well, the weather's great, which I feel like just makes everything great. So Mm -hmm. if you're and we're, we've lifted a little bit in Tennessee, the quarantine stay-at-home stuff. So I feel like we were able to get out a little bit. Restaurants are starting to open, that kind of thing. So okay, feeling so, like it had normal, but it's not really normal because let's be honest. I don't crazy. know how, uh, if you heard what we were just talking about, how how scary it's going to be when these restrictions are eased for us. Like, are you scared to go out and be a patron at, at restaurants and stuff? You know, I'm really not, and not to sound naive about it, because it is a really scary virus, obviously, going around is what we're seeing. But looking at the statistics just within my state, our city, my county, I mean, I look at just like the facts side is what I tried to do in life. We'll talk about that with money too. Mm-hmm. Focus on facts rather than just than just fear. So looking at the facts of it, the statistics around it, I'm like, you know what? It's such a low percentage for me um, at this point. And I don't have anyone in my family who has pre-existing conditions. We're all healthy, which I'm so thankful for. Uh, if that was different, then I think my, my feelings would be a whole lot more. Um, my guard would be heightened a whole lot more. Yeah. That's the camp I fall into. So my guard is very heightened. Yes, um, yeah, I understand that. So, okay. I love your book, love your life, not theirs. Um, everything you. you talk about in here, not everything, but I, there are a lot of similar themes to what Um, I've been saying here on this show and in my books as well for a really long time. And I think it's such an important message for people and, and your, your discussions on comparison, like we're going to get into 
all of the kind of nitty gritty advice you have for people, but, you know, just some of these things that like I marked off, um, in here that I want to share with people. Um, and I, I loved your honesty about having kind of, um, FOMO when you came back from your vacation in, uh, Charleston. Is it Charleston? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When we were newlyweds, I know I thought oh, this vacation was terrible compared to everything I'm seeing on social media from all these other people. Oh, it's such a real thing. Yeah. I was laughing because you're saying, so one of the first photos I saw was posted by a fashion blogger I follow, someone I don't know personally. She was on a trip to Europe that week, not just Europe, but Greece and not just Greece, but all the Greek islands. And of course she was sailing from one to another on this incredible yacht. And I said, yacht the picture showed it all the unbelievable yacht the perfect setting and the most delicious looking food i'd ever seen meanwhile i'm sitting there i'm like is she talking about my trip to greece but i didn't i was just a a guest on that boat (laughs) (laughs) i started dying laughing because you also talk about the fact that it's not always what it seems so yeah i can't afford to rent a yacht but i'm lucky i have uh friends who have them and so sometimes i'm able to go on them and that's such an incredible treat but it isn't always what it seems. And I want you to explain kind of, obviously we know the the term comparison is the thief of joy, um, but you really go into such depth here to discuss how you're really comparing yourself to make believe. And I think it's a huge thing that we all need to learn. I was even giving an example of my husband this weekend watching HGTV renovate people's houses. And he'd be like, oh, our kitchen sucks. I'm like, our kitchen <laughs> is amazing we just redid it oh it's too small it's you always want more when you see more oh absolutely and I feel like because of social media there are good things that come out of it but there are a lot of bad things that Mm -hmm. I think you just have to recognize and it's just this reality or that paints this picture of what you think is reality and you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes and so it's just really important to realize wow you know that if I keep thinking that stuff and all this stuff that I'm seeing, you know, rather it's new kitchens, because I've said the same thing, or it's vacations, <laughs> like I talk about in the book, or it's clothes, like whatever it is, and you think, okay, that stuff is going to fulfill me, and you keep getting it and getting it and getting it, the finish line keeps moving. There'll mm-hmm. always be a new pair of shoes that comes out, a new brand. There's always going to be that new vacation spot that everyone's doing, that new restaurant you have to try. I mean, the finish line always moves, and you're going to end up being a rat in a wheel for the rest of your life, just spending, spending, and spending. And so you first kind of have to get to that realization that I always say, it's okay to have nice stuff. Just don't let your nice stuff have you. And when it has you, then it changes the game. So understanding that you can have some great stuff. You can look at it online, see it in social media. That's fine. But when it starts to take your joy and your identity, that's where you have to be careful. And then, like you were saying, because you're not seeing the whole picture. I mean, for, for the average American out there, you know, you're looking at all this stuff. And, but we don't, what you're not realizing is the debt that's associated with all of that. Mm-hmm. So you're not seeing the credit card bills that are piling up. You don't see... Um, possibly the second mortgage they take out on the home to redo that kitchen. You know, you don't see uh, the job that was lost and now they're stressed out and freaked out. The car payments, the student loans, like you don't see all of that. What you're seeing is a simple snapshot of something that looks beautiful and looks wonderful. And you're comparing your life to that, which in reality, that's the make-believe part. Like that's not their reality. It's a snapshot of it, Mm -hmm. but that's not the entire picture. Yeah. And that's the hard thing is, you know, people don't realize or you don't think about it because you just take it at face value. Um, and you know, everybody has, uh, different priorities, right? Like we're not big spenders on, you know, much really like other than our properties and our vehicles, like we're not, 
these extravagant people were not buying, you know, expensive wine and whatever. So as I've, I've looked at different people in my life throughout the years, like everyone spends their money differently and everyone does it in different ways. Like you said, they're leveraging their, they're, you know, putting it on cards. Everyone has different, um, kind of, uh, rules of, of rules that are associated with their finances based on how they were raised. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Your money story like that, that. That's a great point. Going back to how you were raised is huge. I mean, some people grew up in a home where money was always talked about. Sometimes people grew up in a home where it was never talked about. They never learned about money from their parents. It was, sometimes it was a very stressful situation, environment, heightened emotion. Other times, other for other people, it's very peaceful and very calm. So yeah, I think you can fall into many different camps and that does shape your perspective on money and your money habits where some of those are good lessons to learn. And then some of them you wish you could probably unlearn and you actually do the complete opposite of what your parents did. And so taking those good principles, though, that's what we find all the time is talking to millions of Americans, going back to the common sense approach when it comes to money is so, so key. And and I feel like that common sense is defied a lot of times when we are just trying just to keep up. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. like the standard of living has been set in our country. And depending on who your groups of people are that standard looks different. So whether you are in LA with a certain group or maybe you're in Oklahoma City, like whatever it looks yeah. like, it's different, but there still is this standard that society has set. And we think, okay, well, we just deserve to be there because that's like what everyone else is doing. And what ends up happening is you end up getting stressed out and freaked out with money, completely out of control, having no clue where your money's going and the money you are working for is going right back out the door to payments. And you're not able to do things like save for retirement actually have an emergency fund cash in the bank in case something like COVID-19 happens. Like, you know, all of it is just squandered away because we're just trying to keep up with everyone else. And honestly, it's just exhausting at the end of the day. Yeah. It's funny. Like our parents' generation was keeping up with the Joneses. Now we're like the keeping up with the Kardashians, which is funny because <laughs> it's the name of their show. But you yeah. talked about just now, and I, I had flagged that page to talk about next, the, the I deserve it theory. Mm. Talk about that because God, that's a killer. <laughs> it's a killer. And I'm guilty of it too. So just like, no, what I wrote about in the book, I have to like remind myself of a lot too. But yeah, the I deserve it thing. I mean, it can be as simple as, oh, I deserve, you know, to go out and have a drink with my friends because I worked so hard today. Work was so tough today. So I just deserve it. I can be on that scale or all the way up to this major purchase. With summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different and there's no one size fits all solution. That's why I love Way. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Fine hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. <laughs> See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Squad for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Heal Squad. Your hair deserves it. So you just say, hey, you know what? I've been, I've been working hard for so long, so I, I just get to deserve it. So there's a level of entitlement that has seeped into us uh, where the idea of actually planning for something, saving, delaying pleasure, kind of these old school principles in a sense that actually set us up for success in the long term are just removed completely by our wants, completely by our emotions. 
And it is hard because there is truth to some of it, right? I mean, like, yeah, we do work hard. Like, you know, we, we do make sacrifices in places. Like life is hard. It's tough. And, and so you do want to give yourself definitely some, some fun in it. So I'm not, I'm not the person that's like, you can't have any fun with money. You just have to save in your 401k 24 seven. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when you get into this mentality of, well, I just, I, I deserve that. It can get dangerous very, very quickly. Yeah. It's funny. I, I think right now, because there's a lot more time, I'm going down the Instagram rabbit hole a little bit and seeing like, or even TikTok, like the makeup tutorials and such. And I got down the rabbit hole and I saw this new Fenty bronzer cream. And I was like, ooh, that looks so cool. I, and I almost bought it. And I said, wait a second, I have drawers and drawers of makeup. Why do I need that right now? And so I am very financially responsible, Rachel. And so I said no, and I am a natural saver. I am not a natural spender. Um, as you talk about in the book, there, you know, you either fall into one category or the other generally. And I stopped myself and I was like, I have a million different like liquid and cream bronzers. Like, let me just go grab them. And I started using them and I was like, oh, satisfied, done. Now I don't <laughs> have it. another product to throw in my thing. And I think. The other thing that people don't realize is most of us are chasing what celebrities have because they're the ideal, they're the kind of the dream and whatever. And what you don't realize is we get all this stuff for free, even cars. I mean, everything for celebrities is free because you're attaching your brand to a celebrity. There's an exchange and, and that's part of their marketing budgets. And so- you know, when we're using all these high-end products or whatever, most of the time we're not spending that money. And it's foolish of you to think, I need that product because of that, because you don't know if it's a genuine endorsement or just something that's making them money or us money. Yeah. I mean, I'm very genuine about what do I, what I attach myself to because I, I have a really hard time with that concept, um, but it's hard. Yeah, I think that's really an important a filter for people to think through for sure, especially when you're looking at Hollywood and you're saying, okay, you know, this is the life that these people are living. What are the filters you have to put in place? But what that takes when I hear you say all of this is like, man, it takes a lot of discipline to say that because it is so easy to fall into like, oh, that's so great. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get it. Like I, you know, whether it's the, I deserve it or I just want it right now, I'm just going to do it. But putting some filters in place and what that takes is a lot of maturity. Say, you know what? That's great for them. And I've had to learn that in my life to celebrate others even though it may not be part of my life right now. And it's like, you know what? Good for them. I don't know if they're taking that trip to Europe on debt or they're paying cash and they've saved up for five years. Like, I don't know the story behind it. I don't need to know the story behind it. Good for them. I'm going to put the blinders on and focus on my life and my money. And that's what's really key. But it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of maturity. And I think for some people, you, you have to get to this point with your money specifically that you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. 78% mm -hmm. of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, according to the Wall Street Journal. So the average person out there, and we said keeping up with the Joneses, yeah, the Joneses are broke though. Like when you look around and you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't even fund almost a $600 emergency with cash, majority of Americans. So you're seeing all of this and you're like, oh, wow, okay. So, you know, if you're in that camp, just realizing like, wow, okay, I'm living paycheck to paycheck right now. And you have to get to this point where you say, it's worth the sacrifice. It's worth the sacrifice of not buying the bronzer that I see the celebrity posting on, on Instagram, even though I want it and it's great and it's fun. I may have to make that sacrifice for now. But the great thing about sacrifice is you do it for a short term to yep. get your, your foundation under you financially really, really strong and then go enjoy the bronzer, right? Buying yep. 
Cindy, bronzer is not a bad thing, but it's where it is in line with your priorities and making sure that foundation is there first and foremost. And that's what's best for your family and you long-term. And that's the priority that needs to take place. So true. I, I remember, I think it was in my first book, I said, a closet full of Chanel bags is not going to give you anything but heartache later when you're behind rather than looking at it and kind of like a hard now, easy later, start saving now, invest in some property for yourself. So you have a roof over your head forever. Like whether it's a condo or a house, start your, you know, retirement funds, do all of that. And then you can go buy that stuff because it does you nothing. Like right now we're in a massive crisis you can all see that stuff does not matter anymore, right? The number one thing is your health and the health and the well-being of your family. And, and that's it. That's, that's the, the, basis, uh, the basics now. Like you, we really are being reset to see what's important in life and more stuff is not important. But having some money in the bank, having some investments so you're safe is so vital so that you can take care of your family if there's a health crisis. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think that this whole quarantine, I think it's been really good for America. I mean, I know there's a lot of damage on on the health spectrum and the economic spectrum, but just overall as individuals, I think it's been this good time of reflection. Like you're saying, it took the priorities and the rat race and everything we were doing completely out. And it just kind of said, okay, let's refocus. And it really did make you go back to the basics and the simplicity of what is important in life. Mm -hmm. And And I would encourage people to take that urgency, take that feeling with you out of quarantine when all of this kind of shifts and all this is over, even if it's in the next, like, who knows, nine, 12 months, but, but keep that reminder in you because that's, what's going to help fuel you to Mm -hmm. actually make changes with your money instead of just going back to the habits that you were in. Yeah. I, I was, um, my neighbors were talking about how they've been getting sushi takeout and I haven't done any takeout because I was scared for my parents. And I just was like, I just need some sushi. So I went in and I started my order and then it was $140 when I was done. And I was like, yeah, not going to do it. Not going to do it. I'm going to go in the kitchen and I made a shrimp stir fry for all of us. And then that was it. And it probably cost me like $5 for everybody. I was like, we have to start rethinking how we're spending. Um, And I, I flagged another part in here where you're talking about, um, you know, people buying things and, you know, on credit cards, right? And, and you know, we can totally afford this monthly payment for five years. And it's the only option. They say, no big deal. We'll just pay it off quickly. Then the unthinkable happens. They lose their job. They get injured and are unable to work for six months. Things happen in life. I have a friend who I've been talking to and trying to get him from being a crazy spender to a bit of a saver. And it was keeping up with the Joneses is, you know, buying lots of Balenciaga and literally spending every penny that came in faster than, you know, barely came in. It was already gone before it came in. And I kind of uh, went a little crazy on him. And luckily, he listened just before the pandemic. Oh, wow. So he actually has money to live off of while he's not working right now. And he keeps saying, he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. But Things happen. Look, this is a crisis no one could have. Well, there are people who have anticipated it, but whatever. We read an article in Boston.com yesterday. But, you know, there are always things that are going to happen in life. And you talk about that in here. And I think that's why this book is so important for people to read, because it is just real advice. And it's it's breaking down kind of the psychology of everything where 
We're just in that rat race, like you said, and we have to focus on our individual security, especially as women, I think. Um, you know, we have to know that we are financially secure. And, you know, I, I watch girls all the time who are decked and, you know, decked to the nines and it's forever 21 or some mm-hmm. very inexpensive clothing and they look beautiful. You would never know the difference between them and other friends who are decked in very expensive things. So set yourself up for success so that you can have your fun and you can have some latitude later. Yes, absolutely. I think all of that is so, so true. And then I even think about that girl in the Forever 21 versus the girl in the other one. And I'm like, man, I just so wonder, because I dig deep even to the emotion of money and like the re- the why behind we're spending. What is that trying to fuel us? What's the why behind that? Because mm-hmm. uh, when you answer that, that can actually really help you. But that contentment piece and knowing who you are and your values and the value of who you are versus what you're wearing. And again, I'm not against nice clothes. But just really checking yourself and to say, mm-hmm. okay, am I just spinning my wheels trying to be happy by buying the next thing, the next thing, the next thing? Because again, you're going to look up in a closet and I'm guilty of this where I'm like, I bought that coat last year thinking this like deep emotion, like, oh, if I could just have that, that'd be so cute. Oh, I feel so good. I would love it. I'd just be happy. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to buy the coat. I'm going to buy the coat. Buy the coat. And now that I'm like, I don't even want it this winter. Like I want a new coat. You know, it's just like yeah. the finish line continues to move. And I think that's really important for people to realize is the emotional state of your money and who you are in all of this is as important as the things that you're doing, like budgeting or getting out of debt. Those prints. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. But man, working on that piece of the heart is, is so huge because when you're not content, can, I think discontent people, man, they, it's really hard for them to win with money long-term. It's really hard for them to save. It's really hard for them to sacrifice lifestyle to get out of debt. Maybe it's really hard for them to give. It's really hard for them just to open that hand. And I, I see that all the time. These, you know, mm-hmm. it, it comes back to that heart, that heart issue of contentment and finding that helps solve a lot of the things that we're talking about too. So how do you prioritize in a crisis like this. You you talk about covering your four walls. What does that mean? Yeah, so your four walls are your needs. So it's going to be food, shelter, utilities, and transportation. So this is first and foremost, especially if you've lost your job in all of this or your hours have been reduced. Like if you are at the point that you're a little bit in crisis mode, those are the first four things. Like I don't want you current on MasterCard and not putting food on the table for your family, okay? So like this is what you need to focus on. Everything else can take care of itself later. You can even if it's penalties, and I don't care what it is, making sure those four things are covered because you do, you want food on the table, you want that roof over your head. And so prioritizing is huge. If you're trying to do 18 different things in the middle of a crisis without the income you're used to, 
It's going to be really difficult. You're going to make some bad decisions. So really focusing on those four things is really important. And you're always encouraging eliminating all debt as fast as possible. But with so many people unemployed now, how do we prioritize debt if we don't have income? Yes. So if this is the case, you know, hopefully you're getting some kind of money and whether it is from unemployment or maybe you're at a point where like, you know, I'm going to take two part-time jobs that are available. Because while some industries have completely crashed in this whole crisis, there are some industries that are actually up and they're actually hiring. It may not be the jobs you ever thought you would take, but in a moment like this, you just have to bring some kind of money in to pay the bills, to keep food on the table, keep the mortgage or the rent going like we were talking about. So when it comes to paying off debt, if you've lost your job or your hours have been cut, you've been furloughed, don't pay on any debt. Stay current if you can, but that's not your priority right now. So that's for some people. But there are also millions of Americans, over 300 million that, that still have their jobs, still have their paycheck coming in. So for those people, that's when you want to prioritize paying off debt. So staying current with all of your bills, but paying it off smallest amount to largest amount. And we find that this is the most effective way to pay off debt versus highest interest rate versus lowest interest rate. Because you'll realize that personal finance, it's about 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. So all the stuff we talk about, it's common sense, right? Like live on less than you make. If you don't have the money, don't buy it. Like that's all common sense. But doing that and putting those principles in place, that's hard because it deals with you. Like you're the problem and you're the solution, but it is up to you. And so when you pay off the smallest debt first, what happens is, this motivation kicks in, mm -hmm. this inspiration, this hope of realizing, oh, wow, I really could get out of this. Even if it's an $800 credit card bill paid off and you're like, oh, wow, that's gone. I don't have that anymore. And you move on to the next one and the next one. And so we find that people are paying off all of their debt using this in 18 to 24 months on average. And that's everything but the home, not the mortgage, uh, but everything else. And so it is, it's powerful. And what's so fun is, is we've helped millions of Americans do this. And I hear the stories from every income level you can imagine, every debt level you can imagine. But the key ratio here is, is that they're willing to do something different and they're sick and tired of all their money just going right back out the door. So when they get paid now and they have no payments, they get to, they have control. And my friend, Chris Hogan, I love it. He always says debt is a thief. So not only does it steal your income from you, but it steals your peace of mind. Mm -hmm. It steals your sleep at night. Like there is something when you owe someone something, it changes the reason why you're going to work. It changes the reason of staying in that job. You just hate, but you have to pay the bills. But when you are debt-free, it not only financially frees you up, but I think emotionally, spiritually. I mean, there's so much there that you are just free because now you're in control of your life uh, versus someone else telling you what you have to do with your money. So if you still have your job and you have a stockpile of savings, is it smart to, I mean, I know you're saying to start attacking the smaller things, but shouldn't people maybe wait in case things change as well? <laughs> it's a scary well, thing so to think of. I know. So here's the hard thing about all of this is there is so much fear in the air. And I think some of it is very valid and some of it is just very emotional. And so what I always tell people during this time is that fear is a terrible financial advisor. You want to focus on facts. Focusing on facts is really key. So if you are in an industry that you think, wow, this could go belly up soon, or you're hearing about layoffs, you realize, wow, if this doesn't get better in three months, I'm probably going to lose my job. Like if there is an actual thing that you see, then yeah, don't, yeah, pay minimum payments and keep that cash there whenever it's available. But I talked to a couple, um, gosh, last week, and she's a school teacher and he drives for UPS. And I'm like, 
I think you have job security. I think you're going to be okay. You're probably going to be fine. You're probably not going to lose your job. Yeah. So for a couple like that, or if you are in an industry, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to lose my job. This is going to continue to happen. Then yeah, throw some of it at the debt. You can keep a, a small emergency fund in place for sure. Uh, even while you're getting out of debt, I always recommend that. Uh, but I would, I would start eliminating it because again, that lowers your risk when it comes to your personal finance. But if you are in an industry that you think, wow, it could go belly up, then sure, pause, just wait it out. You know, you mentioned to my producer that unemployment is really just a Band-Aid and that there are viable employment options right now. Some of them, of course, even created because of the pandemic. So what are some of those viable income options right now um, for people who are unemployed? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the hard thing about this is that you probably will be making somewhat of a sacrifice of the career that you always had or you always thought you wanted. This may be, these jobs may be very different than that, but all of this is very, very temporary until we get out of all of this. So, you know, whether it's, it's grocery stores, delivery services, a lot of online companies, a lot of tutoring companies. I mean, there are places and you can even just Google online right now. I mean, like there are lists that keep piling up and different opportunities constantly, literally changes by the day of how many people need help in their businesses and what they're doing. And so there definitely is employment out there. You know, if you watch the news, you know, you see the unemployment numbers, which are very real and very scary, uh, but they're not showing always the opportunity that's out there. And there really is. So I look at this time that if you have lost your job, yes, if you have unemployment coming in, take it for now, 100%. But again, I want that to be temporary because I want you to actually get another income stream coming in, whether it's through one or two different jobs. But the important thing here is that you're staying current on your bills and you're not just going deeper and deeper into debt because when we get out of this, you're gonna have a much bigger problem than if you had sacrificed just a short term uh, to really work and get that income coming in. But as we've seen on TV recently, there are so many people who don't want to go back to work because they're making more money right now in unemployment and stimulus yes, checks. I know that is hard too. So yeah, oh. you have to do the math, figure out what, oh. what's working for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, can you help our audience find money they didn't know they had? Speak to this a little bit. Yeah. So this is huge. If you have never lived with a budget, I'm going to say the B word on the show, but it's true. If you've not done a budget, you need to do a budget. This is like the foundational principle of finding money because if you have not been working a plan, if you've not been intentional with where every single dollar is going, you are wasting a ton of money without even realizing it. So I talked to so many people, they actually have been getting on a budget and they feel like they got a raise automatically because they didn't realize how often they're spending money that they didn't even know. So doing that, doing a budget. So the most efficient budget is a zero-based budget, which is your income minus your expenses equals zero. So that income can be your regular income you have. If you've lost a job, maybe it's the unemployment check. Maybe it's the two or three jobs you have on the side, whatever it is. And then budgeting out every single dollar that's coming in to exactly where you're going. And then when you're doing that, you're going to be looking at your bills and you can see, wow, maybe our cable bill is huge and we're not even watching it because we're watching Netflix instead. Cut the cable for three months. Subscriptions. I, I my husband and I, we did this. I like looked through and was like, I feel like we're paying for 18 different things, <laughs> whether it's like boxes being delivered to my door, those subscriptions or TV stuff, Hulu, Netflix, I mean, all of it, the music streaming, everything. So if you're in a crunch and you need money, cut that stuff. And again, this is for a short period of time. I don't want you to live like this forever. But during this crisis, do what you have to do to survive. And so that's a place to cut. And then even there's a lot of uh, industries that are giving discounts right now, or they're giving grace periods, which you may need to take advantage of. So everything from mortgages to your utilities. Um, so calling and saying, hey, here are some things that I need my bill lowered and ask and see if they will. Uh, but when you do that, make sure you know, okay, are you taking a grace period for this? Or are they actually going to lower it permanently for you just because you asked? 
Yeah. What's a good negotiation tactic for like refinancing your credit card interest? Yeah. So you can call, I mean, and I would just be upfront and say, Hey, what, what's the standard rate? I mean, a lot of that kind of stuff when you're refinancing, there's a lot of math involved. So there are some major, you know, interest rates, refinancing a mortgage right now, huge interest rates are like at 3% or something on a 15 year. So yeah, the math is out there for that kind of thing, but whether you're, maybe you're for, for insurance, maybe you're going to negotiate that, but call and don't be afraid to ask. And I think a lot of people are just fearful to say, Oh, like I feel bad asking. But if they say no, there's like a level of rejection, but just go in there. And we're all dealing with this. We're all in a pandemic, whether we like it or not, like this is happening. And so they know it's out there and go and just ask. And if you think that you can even get it cut a little bit, my tactic with all negotiation always is I just say, mm, that's just not good enough. What else can you do? And leave it open-ended and they'll kind of fumble around. It can be kind of awkward, but they usually end up coming down just a little bit more. And you're like, okay, if you just hadn't followed up with even just that simple question. Uh, so push in a little bit. Don't I like afraid. that. Say that again. That's just not good enough. What it's else can you do? Enough. What else can you do? Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, because I feel like we're all paying for car insurance and we're not going anywhere, right? Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. Right. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so just call and ask. And some places will say, no, we literally can't do anything for you and say, okay, well, if that's the case, that's fine, you know, and then move on to the next. You may get some rejection, and that's okay. It's not like a personal shot on you, but at least you've asked. What about refinancing mortgages? Would you suggest people to refinance, because this is money you you can find, in my opinion, refinance to an interest only, right, and then take that savings and invest it. But now where do you invest it? Because my normal places to invest seem very scary right now, Rachel. (laughs) I I know, it is so true, right? Well, well, for the market, for people that are in a position to invest, the market's on sale right now. So if you don't have a lot of risk at home, if you don't have a lot of debt, if you have an emergency fund in place, that's another big thing. If you don't have debt, make sure you have at least three months of savings in the bank. So do that even before you invest, just to have that cash there in case something happens. That's really important. And then if you are in a place to invest, yeah, I mean, the stock, stock market's on sale. Like, go ahead and start buying. I like mutual funds personally, mm-hmm. uh, which are non, you know, non-retirement, but uh, I like it because it's 90 to 200 stocks. There's not a lot of risk. Usually it's in good companies that you see. You see the list of companies and most of them you actually know. It's not like this like array of random things that you, you're not aware of. So that's where I always tend to invest. Uh, but it, it's big about spreading around the risk for me. But yeah, I mean, for you, I mean, for anyone, it's on sale right now. It's the way I look at it as an investor. I'm like, go ahead and buy up because we may enter, we may enter a recession. Who knows? I mean, kind of looking like it, honestly. Are we not already uh, in one? Well, it's usually your two consecutive quarters of the GDP being ah. being lower interest rates. So not technically, but we've had one quarter already. We're going up on the second. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's going it. to happen. So would you suggest people refinance to an interest-only mortgage and then take right. that savings to invest? I'm curious. Yeah, you definitely could for sure. I love doing a 15-year fixed rate because yeah, I don't like adjustable rate mortgages. So making sure that it is that locked in interest rate because interest rates right now, yeah, they're insane. They're crazy. Uh, and they do change day to day. So make sure if you get a good rate, make sure to lock it in there. Uh, but yeah, you could definitely take that savings and invest at 100%. Yeah, because I had done that pre-pandemic. And yeah. I think that, that that was a really good move for me. I just didn't know if in the pandemic, it's still a good move for people. Yeah, I would. I'm still investing in the market because here's my long-term thing. When I'm investing, I think of it five years or more. And it may sound naive, but it's just true. I just believe in the American economy enough to know we're going to get out of this. Like we're going 
to get out of this. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's going to happen. I mean, you look at everything from just Y2K, September 11th, the 08 recession, which is actually really bad. I don't think this recession will be that bad because of the Mm -hmm. housing market crashing. And I mean, all of that, we've come out of it. Like we have come out of it. It's taken time, but we have. So I just believe in it enough to know that I'm, I'm, I feel very confident putting my money in the market, knowing that I'm going to see that return eventually. Rachel, I just got the chills all the way to my body. You just said that the 2008 recession was worse than what we're going through right now. I don't know how I can wrap my head around that. No, economically, economically. Yeah. The, the length of the recession in the housing market. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You, So I would think, and I'm not a financial expert, that this is way worse because we didn't have 30 million un- unemployed people. We didn't have a global crisis financially. So to me, the ramifications of a global crisis rather than just an American housing market crash is way worse, no? Well, I look at the personal finance side with the with the banks having to be, be bailed out and all of that. I mean, and it took people, I mean, people lost their jobs for sure in 08. I mean, they lost their homes and all of that, which who knows if what's going to coming up if we can't afford our mortgages. So I think it is. I mean, I'm saying that today right now, because I'm hoping that because we came in with such a strong economy into all of this with the lowest unemployment in history, my prayer, my optimistic mind goes to, I think we're going to bounce out of it quicker than we did in 08. It took us years and years to come out of it. And it might be, I might watch this clip back in a year. And be like, <laughs> oh, I, was wrong. I was wrong, but I'm hoping we'll come out of it faster than we did in the 08 recession. Wow. Okay. I felt like that before, maybe like two weeks ago. And then okay. it's been <laughs> feeling a little heavy <laughs> lately, Rachel. I'm like, gosh, like this is a little crazy because it's the whole freaking world. Um, it is 100%. But here's the interesting thing too. And I'm just like bouncing this off my head. But I'm like, I wonder, because you're in California, right? Yeah. Still in the lockdown. So I'm in Tennessee and restaurants are opening. Businesses are starting to happen. I mean, it's it's feeling a, not normal by any means. But it's starting to feel normal where I am. So I just wonder in the perspective, once they start opening up California, if that gives you a little hope. So maybe I'm just seeing a glimmer of hope for us in the last couple of days in Tennessee, just seeing businesses opening again and people buying and people going. And I'm like, yeah, people are ready for it. Like they, whether you agree with it or not, like it's happening. And so maybe I see a glimmer of hope because I'm on this side of the country versus California where everything's still locked down. Yeah. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. I could Who be wrong. knows? I'm scared when things do reopen because I'm like, are we going to have another surge? We're going to go back in a lockdown and it's going to be, I, I mean, there's so a many. And I think that that's a good point too, though. There are so many questions, right? <laughs> like you and I, we don't have a crystal ball. I no. can't confidently say what I just said that I can say it a hundred percent by no means. But the important thing here is to control what you can control. Yep. We can't control what our governors are doing. We can't control what Washington, D.C. is going to do. We can't control those things. What are the things we can control and really focusing on that? And I think that gives me a level of peace yeah. because it gives me a level of, okay, I can do these things. I can do this with my money. Here's what I'm going to do. I have a plan. It's in place. Um, I've done the things I've taught for over 10 years about getting out of debt and having an emergency fund. And so there is a level of control that I have that does give me a level of peace. But for some people, it may not feel that way at all because it is very scary. And so... Um, I think focusing on the facts of what you can control is really, really important with your money now. Yeah, like I can control not buying that Fenty bronzer and I can control not buying that sushi. I saved myself like 200 bucks yesterday and I'm very excited. (laughs) Put it in the market. Go put it in the market. Seriously. (laughs) Rachel, you are such a joy um, and you're so knowledgeable and um, I'm so glad that we found you and that you spent some time with us this morning. And I I have a lot more faith after our talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me on. I so appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll have to have you back on soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Maria. Bye. All right. Wow.
So great. What do you guys think? Pretty cool. I've been a fan of Rachel for a while. So it's interesting. She um is a part of the, the Ramsey Solutions financial program, who mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey's kind of this like godfather of financial guruism mm-hmm. that and Laura and I went through his program right when we got married. It's been no huge for way. Us. Yeah, the debt thing is a really, really powerful. They're very anti-debt. And yeah. some of the Ramsey ideas are a little controversial. I mean, like they would say like, and Rachel's a little less extreme than her dad on this, um, but like he says, pay everything in cash, pay yeah. your car in cash, because the um, psychological implications of handing over cash are much more powerful than a card, which makes well, sense. Well, you end up paying like three or four times what the car is worth in interest. When exactly. you walk off the lot and you're not paying attention to zero APR versus three, four, whatever percent. Um, you can also get a deal if you pay it in cash. You can usually get like 20, 20% yeah. off the, the total cost the of the car. The problem is, is who has 30 grand to pay for a car or 20 grand to pay for a car? Or I mean, yeah. what's the cheapest car you can get? I don't know. Um, what I didn't, I don't remember what they said about mortgages though, because no matter what, I feel like you're going to have a mortgage that you can't pay for a house, now you're paying like two hundred, three hundred thousand in cash. You can't do that. You can't. I mean, he would say pay your down payment in cash, <laughs> which feels extreme. Yeah. Um, but like to his credit, you know, he he has a really interesting and beautiful financial story. That's the, the whole yeah. Ramsey program is all about the story behind our money. You know, they say so many financial programs talk only about um, facts and figures, which they focus on, but they really get into the emotional, yep. like you can see from Rachel's book, because it's a huge part of money. That's totally. that's everything, really. So he um, lost all of his money at 30 and while having two kids I and uh, realized that it was much more about his heart than it was about his wallet. And so he, they're big on diagnosing your financial story. So he's since grown a huge empire, you know, but he paid for his enormous house in Nashville with cash on his down payment. He says, I had to practice what I preached. I know this is a big house, but I made sure I was going to pay in cash because I had to practice what I preach. But if you pay your down payment, you still have a mortgage. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he yeah. still has a mortgage. He does have a mortgage. Yeah, of course. They, okay. They're definitely a mortgage. That's the only thing that you take debt on, according yeah. to the Ramsey. To me, like what I learned from the elders in my life was pay your house off. Pay it freaking off. So mm-hmm. I was a psycho about paying my house off. And I'm so grateful, and I know Kevin's so grateful right now that I was, because we owe very little, um, and and we have property now. Like, we have a bunch of property, but I also did the interest-only thing at some point a couple years ago with AJ Gupta after reading Tony Robbins' Money Master the Game, which I also highly recommend, as you know, if you've listened to the show, because I was sitting there thinking, I'm spending all this money on mortgages, And if I switch it to an interest only, not only will my payment be so much lower, I can take that savings and invest it and make money off my money every month rather than just paying the bank endlessly forever. And so that's why I wanted to bring that up so that if you at home are struggling right now and you may need that money, that's one way to get more money. But if you can maybe take a little of it and invest the rest of it, that's optimal. That is the best way to do it because... You want to be making money off of your money while you're sleeping. That's, you know, that's kind of my favorite thing. I think one of the things that people should do right now as well is just kind of look into what their monthly costs are and like, what are the things that they've subscribed to that they don't necessarily need? Spotify, whatever. I mean, I I love Spotify, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's all those like apps that we have. And if you go into your settings, you can see I had like my Tom Brady workout thing I never even used. 
honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you, Tom, but you know what I mean? Like you just You, you don't can... need the fifty dollars a month yeah. being taken out of your account every month. Exactly. Exactly. And then don't buy things like right now is not the time to be high roller and spending money on your friends and like buying them stuff. Mm-mm. Like that's that's it, it's a huge portion of your income if you're always the person who's like, Oh yeah, I'll pay for you, or oh, yeah, I'll pay for you, I'll pay for you. It's like you know, sometimes you gotta look after your own wallet, especially in these times. Yeah. Lots, uh, lots of good advice. I think I really love coming at it from the emotional component and the comparison. Mm -hmm. I think that's where, you know, where we have to learn some discipline, like we need self-control, we need discipline, and we need to realize that just that, like I said, you can have one girl, you know, like I see our hosts at AfterBuzz, they all Dress of the nines look amazing, but they're doing it on a budget. Yeah. Compare them to like maybe some of my, you know, star friends or whatever. You don't really see a difference. They're still beautiful girls doing, you know, wearing beautiful outfits, hair, makeup, whatever. Like you don't have to spend a lot to look good. It's really what is inside that you're trying to fix, that you're trying yeah. to band-aid that you need to really look at. And once you do that, which is what we do here every day is we try to get better together um then you won't be chasing after that anymore right um i am you know i've always been a big saver and um and i think that it's provided me with a lot of sanity at times right i i mean kevin had to yell at me to go shopping for clothes like a couple years ago he's like you haven't even felt your success so you don't even feel you don't get it because you've never just gone out and bought something that was you know that you wanted or whatever like he he forced me to buy my car when i bought my car i was gonna buy a jeep (laughs) he's like no he's like you need a great car to go into work and to feel your success and i was like no i don't want that payment every month honey no so for two years i didn't even know how much my car cost because i didn't want to know because i was throwing up in my mouth at the thought that it was really i knew it was really expensive because it's an expensive car um but uh but yeah, it's it's um and it was only done after I had done all these other things properly. So I am a big proponent of saving your money, investing it, and setting yourself up for a future where later you can treat yourself and go on a nice vacation and you can, you know, buy things that you really, really want um without worrying um, you know, about being in debt. I don't like debt either. Um, so I pay those credit card that credit card bill off every month. Do you have it's a been... rule for what you buy with credit cards versus what you buy with debit? I don't use debit. Really? Mm-mm. So you use mostly just credit and then pay it off? I use my Amex and I pay it off every month. Wow. I always have. Whether I used to have a MasterCard and I used to pay it off every month. It's not just because of the Amex plan, but um, I, I, just, I just never wanted to have debt. I have debt on very, very, very few things well, like... specifically. In terms of debit, I mean straight from your checking account, not like a. Because yeah, like I've never used I never use credit cards. I only use my debit card. Yeah, to... well, that's your way of doing the same thing I'm doing. Basically, got it. So you just one or the other, just yeah. to keep it in order. Yeah. yeah, just don't live above your means ever, because shit happens. You one know? smart thing you can do it's because it's it's good to start building some credit um, on cards if you can, even if you're tight. Um, so Laura and I primarily use debit cards, but we have a couple automatic payments that we have on credit cards. So one thing we do is we actually, um, work with this like, um, rent company that allows us to pay our rent on a credit card for like a $2 fee. 
But what's great is that's we know cool. Exactly you get the miles exactly that we're so never we using anymore because we're not going to fly. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. Sorry. I know that's we do have we have travel we have ventures, so it's like I guess these miles are pointless. But what's nice is we know exactly how much is going on credit each month because we don't actually use them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still building up our credit score and accruing miles. Um, so if a great way to build your FICO score is to just have automatic payments on credit cards. Don't use them. And then mm-hmm. just know you can build up, get those miles, get those points, but don't touch them. Yeah. I, you know, we are going to have a drop in real estate at some point. Um, and it will be a really great opportunity for newlyweds like yourselves to go out and buy your first home well yeah. below what it would have been without the crisis. So, um, so saving, very carefully, which, what are the Ramsey classes that you guys took so you can suggest to everybody? Should we put it in the link in the summary? I definitely will. I'm glad you mentioned it because incredibly they're offering the class for free right now. Just, oh, wow. um, I know it's really generous because um, it's a really valuable class. It's eight different courses. You can take them in person. There are like Ramsey coaches that teach all around America, or you can take the online one, which is really valuable. If you go to DaveRamsey.com slash hope, it's Financial Peace University. It's an eight, um, eight class program and um it really changed laura's in my life so um the fact that it's free right now why not you're in quarantine anyway that's daveramsey.com slash hope i love that uh meanwhile we have to announce our tony robbins giveaway winners and i'll tell you a little story so um you know we have these amazing comments that you guys leave us on you know whatever platform. And I was reading one to my mom the other day and I decided to put it up on my Instagram story. So I just like clicked the picture. It was from Lola, Lola, the Anderson, I think it was. That's her name. Laureen Anderson. So, um, her, her, um, I can't talk her, uh, comment you read the other day, but basically she said, I've been lost to my own emotional numbness until I started on getting better journey with Maria Menounos. Um, and now on Patreon for a month, I've been hooked every day. I learn a new way to get better, whether it's excellent workouts, nutrition advice, meditation techniques, emotional stillness, and intuitive medical healing, which sounds fascinating, by the way, check out Bobby Vogel's episode and their courage to see through the pandemic hysteria with Tony Robbins. I'm the last one in my friend group to miss a UPW COVID-19 shut down my life, but forced a deep awakening, a true breath of life back into my heart. Thanks to getting better with Maria Menounos for the first time. I'm adding daily. I love you chats with letters to my inner six-year-old. Thank you, Elizabeth Gilbert, for that gold. Years of failures are not viewed with love and acceptance. Not are now viewed with love and acceptance. Notes of gratitude are starting to fill my mind even when my toddler screams. My home is now my meditation cave, and my ceiling is my lemon tree. Thank you, Maria. So Lola the Anderson. I popped that on my stories, and she DM'd me, um, and she was so excited. She's like, does that mean I won? And I was like, oh, shit. I, I Oh gosh, I hope I didn't like, you know, um, lead her on in a sense. Right. And so, um, I just have forgotten to post some in a while and it was just such a moving piece. So then Jeff and I are talking and when I used to do my giveaways for the newsletter, I would pick, you know, and, and whoever was with me would pick something that moved them and they would be the winners. So Jeff, I was like, Hey, what did you have in mind for the winners? Like, how are we going to pick them? And he's like, well, there's this app where you can just automatically load them or right. You load them in and they just draw. Yeah, I mean, we had tons of names. So I put all of them in and they randomly picked two. So I said, Oh God, I don't know. I'm having such an emotional conflict because I really want to give it to Lola the Anderson, but I want to be fair to everybody. <laughs> and so Jeff, tell them what happened. 
So this morning I put on, again, there are like hundreds of these because it's emails, reviews. <laughs> and I want everyone to know we do see all of them and we do really appreciate them. These all go in and I'll say it now to Laureen Lola Anderson, congratulations. You won, <laughs> won the free anyway. UPW. She won. That's I awesome. Died. I mean, Jeff and I were texting this morning because you're not going to believe this, but she won my random thing. And I was like, perfect. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Super cool. I was like, it was meant to be. I felt something. And so you first lesson is, you know, when you feel something, go with it because it means something, right? Because Mm. I felt connected to that message so deeply. And by the way, I'm deeply moved by all of them, but there was something about that one. And then... Jeff does the random drawing and she's there. I was like, I was right. There we go. Um, So she is getting what? A free UPW seminar, um, which is, you know, like it's like a $6,500 value. Well worth it because it's Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Steven's eyeballs just popped out. I didn't know it was that much. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So um, congratulations, Lola. Thanks for being a fan. And um, it means. And her mom. Yeah. And your mom, of course. Um, so I'm going to connect with Tony's team and get you plugged in and figure out all the logistics for that. Cause it might be a little bit of time before we're back to a UPW, but I'm sure they have a plan. And, and who, then, um, who won the code personal coaching session with Tony Robbins? Coaches. So, um, Andrew Vaga, congratulations at Andrew Vaga left us some really great questions. Um, so we're glad to have you and you're going to be winning a free coaching session with one of Tony's coaches. And, um, I do want to reiterate we really conscientiously looked at every comment, every iTunes review, every email, every share. I know some of you guys shared. And um, I, we really wish we could give all of this to everyone because we love our fans so much. What a cool community we've built here. But um, we'll do more of these and yeah. uh, keep listening and stay tuned. I think um, I'm going to go back to the giveaways. I was really good about them before. And, um, and I think that I really want to encourage all of our guests to do some giveaways. So, you know, in the future when we have um, an author on, maybe we do some book giveaways and uh, maybe they're audiobooks, so it's easier, like audiobook coupons if possible. Um, then we don't have to deal with the shipping part because <laughs> exactly. then we have to get compromised and go out and mail. But, um, but yeah, uh, I'm really, really excited for our winners, and I'm so grateful to Tony for giving those away. Stephen, I know you have some business to take care of. Um, before we get to that, if you haven't joined Patreon, we're doing some cool stuff at Patreon. Come on over. It's ad-free. We're trying to make this an ad-free show, so the rest of you, if the rest of you can migrate over, that would be amazing. Um, and uh, we're forever grateful, of course. Um, If you haven't commented, rated, subscribed, please do share the show with friends, especially your spender friends who need Rachel's advice or any of our other episodes. We've had so many incredible guests over the years and we have so many more incredible ones coming. Um, Tomorrow's going to be a pure fun show with another incredible guest. Uh, But but thank you so much for being with us in our, our community and we're getting stronger and bigger every day. Steven. What hey, you got for how's us? going there? I don't know where that just came from, but let's go. Because I'm from North Carolina. Um, hey, everybody. It is the first episode of the month, and you know what that means. What? It means we're going to shout out our insider tier on Patreon because we have some awesome, great people in there. We have a few names you'll probably hear because we have people consistent. But Erica Hatala, welcome. New one. Hey, Sandy Garfield, Cliff Rivard, Demetra Murphy, Deborah Decker, Marlena Filaris, W. Sean Carbonell, and Allison Crumb. Thank you guys for being insiders on our Patreon. Really appreciate you. And, of course, if you are interested in becoming an insider and getting the shout-out as well, you can uh, 
upgrade your uh, little tier thing there on Create Patreon. The link. Um, and then Jeff and I are working on figuring out the uh, scheduling for your exclusive Patreon tier Q&A this yes. month with Maria. Ooh, and yes. we will be doing that this month. So cool. stay tuned. We're, we're going to do it. We're okay. Going to do it. We're going to do it. We're Give us do it. a chance. We'll take it. Give us in a rule. We'll break it. Sorry. That's because I had two coffees. Um, guys, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to have more coffee, I think, in the morning because I'm so much happier right now. <laughs> If this was tomorrow, we'd be drinking because I just laughed. Jeff drank uh, his coffee that I made you because I'm your what, guys? Marista. They came up with a name for me because I'm their barista every day. And because my name is Maria, I'm their marista. So if you want to be maristad. Hmm. Yeah, our next our next giveaway will be a coffee made by Maria. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to go because I'm kooky right now. Love you guys. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at Maria Menunos, at Rachel Cruz, at Stephen Lemieux Photo, at Jeff Crane Graham. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chilly, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So... When you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag 